Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It is Thursday on this program, and you know what that means. We have got AEW Dynamite to talk about from last night. Rampage is tomorrow. AEW All Out is in just over a week. SmackDown's tomorrow, but I have no idea what's on the show. Although I think they announced some matches last week. I'll check it out. I'll investigate as a professional. And we've also got... We've got ratings notes for you. Raw and NXT. I won't even say it now because I know that this is not the most listened to segment of the show, this first two minutes, but when we come back from the break, I will alert the world to my wrongness. That'll be the opening segment when we come back from the break. But today we'll talk about Dynamite. We've got notes on the Jericho Cruise. Yes, there is a Jericho Cruise this year. October 21 through October 25. Now, on October 23rd, there is a Dynamite show. And it is not from the Jericho Cruise. So we are having Split Cruise for the Cruise. Got it? We'll tell you about that here on the show today. Bunch of other news as well. We could talk about uh, the AW show, the NXT ratings, uh, whatever's on your mind. A lot to get into today. I was gone yesterday. I presume Mike talked about most of the other news, but if you missed anything, just let me know and I'll I'll chat about it here today. 425-780-7566 is the text message line. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com is the Twitter. Uh, much more coming up after the break. Stick around. Wrestling Observer Live. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stone? I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? 
wrong. The truth is, your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. The pandemic's reminded us we live in a sea of airborne germs that can assault us with every breath. Your nose is the body's first line of defense by helping filter out allergens, bacteria, and viruses before they reach your lungs. But like any air filter, the more clogged up it gets, the less it works. So how do you clean your nose? I'm Martin Hoke, and I didn't invent nasal irrigation. The neti pot's been around thousands of years. But I did invent Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. Navage uses powered suction to flush out mucus and germs that cause congestion, or worse, can make you sick. Over 2 million people use Navage to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. Navage has over 70,000 online reviews averaging 4.7 stars because it works and it's easy to use. Go to Navage.com or find Navage at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, and Target. Now available with eucalyptus for a spa-like experience. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Hopefully Mike was able to hold down the fort, so to speak, yesterday. As I went to a shoot fort. Fort Clatsop. It was a nice day. Yeah, it's a place, Mike. It's a place. Well, I know. Was it, well, was it named after the, the region? Was it named after General Clatstop? Would he survive the Oregon Trail? Clatstop. It's where, it's where uh, uh, Lewis and Clark built their cabin. They have the cabin there. Built in 2006. Apparently the old cabin burned down. Anyway, speaking of burning down. Yes, I waited until the beginning of this program. I waited until after the first break. Alert the world that 
I would say uh, once in a generation I make a big mistake. And uh, this is the generation here, apparently, the new generation. This raw rating was the biggest swing and a miss I've had in a long time. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. And you know what's funny is I, I, I am uh, I'm adamant. I still don't know how I screwed this up. How in the world did this show do 2 million viewers? 2.1 million, if I recall correctly. I realize it was the day after SummerSlam and everything like that. but and, and if you recall correctly, on the show Tuesday, I was like the only one that even remotely defended the show as far as like being a better show than usual. But with all that said, it was like a nothing happening show. It was a better show because nothing happened. There was nothing to screw up on it. It was just like a bunch of matches and there weren't 80 rematches. <laughs> Which, by the way, I mean, that should tell you something. You don't need any rematches to do 2.1 million viewers. What a novel concept. But anyway, how did I think uh, repeatedly? How did I whiff on this so bad? And this is the conclusion that I have come to. I have concluded that there were a whole bunch of, of WWE wrestling fans that I think don't actually watch the show much, but they heard that Becky Lynch returned and won the women's title, and that Brock Lesnar returned at SummerSlam, and they said, I've got to tune in and see what this is all about, not realizing that they are on the other brand. And so everybody tuned in to see Becky and Brock Lesnar, and then they weren't on the show. And do you remember, by the way, do you remember how I said, I was watching this show, and at 9, 10.30 actually, 10.30, they had still not announced what the main event for the show was. And I was sitting there thinking, there's no way this riddle Randy Orton thing could be going for a half hour. Like, what in God's name is the main event of the show? Well, what happened was AJ comes out and they do a, a last-minute announcement that it's going to be Riddle and, and AJ. But I would bet you that there were a large number of fans that thought, oh, they haven't announced a main event and we still have 25 minutes left on the show. It must be the return of Becky Lynch or Brock Lesnar. And then it wasn't. That's the only explanation I have for this. We'll see what happens on next Monday's show, but I was wrong. Was I ever? But you know what I was not wrong about, Mike? What's that? NXT. NXT on Tuesday night did 685,000 viewers. Up 4.7% from the week before. 18 to 49, a .16, which is up 6.7% from last week. And there's a bunch of other information here, but the point of all of this is, this was a taped show, everybody. This was a show where the spoilers got out, even though they kicked out at least one dirt sheet writer. You had a live show last week, and a taped show this week, and this week's show was up from the week before. How about, are you telling me that it doesn't matter whether the show is live or taped? Are you telling me the same thing that we have said countless times has been proven over and over that it doesn't matter if the show is live or taped, and you don't have to kick poor blokes out of the Impact or NXT zone or whatever, Capital Wrestling Center, because they're out there tweeting the results? At least I was right about something this week. But there you go. Any thoughts on any of this, Mike? 
You want to you revel in my wrongness? Go for it. I don't care. I just can't believe you were able to get five and a half minutes out of that. Why well, You could have just I said, I could have got hey, 20 minutes. We missed, the, we missed the number by a little bit. You know, it's not like we said the number, you know, it was going to be like 75 people were going to be watching Raw. So I just didn't think it was going to no, be No, but I said 1.8. I was off by 300,000 crazy people. Raw and NXT both were coming off of, of pay-per-views. They were coming off of, they're both in flux right now with nxt with things going on with who knew what it was going to look like and how things were going to go with all the changes that were being made and obviously like you mentioned with brock and becky but bottom line is nxt i haven't seen a whole lot of it yet it sounded like it was a it was a pedestrian show it wasn't great it wasn't awful it was just it was a you haven't seen nxt i haven't seen nxt yet Mm. but heard it was a relatively run-of-the-mill show Raw was not a good show. Yes, it may have been better than being the absolute bottom barrel dirt worst. It doesn't mean it was necessarily a good show. And did they have enough on there to hook people to come back for next week? Without that bump, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm not I don't gonna think do that's a, going to happen. I'm not going to do a full NXT report, but I'm going to just give you the gist of it, everybody, if you didn't see it. This show, like we said, like Nick Khan said, it's on its way back to 2013. The matches are different already. Like, there was a there was an opening match with Timothy Thatcher, who obviously, I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, he's one of their big stars. But uh, he faced, uh, what's his name? Uh, the returning, where's my notes here? Very memorable shows, you can see. Ridge Holland. And, uh, and literally, the match is like, you know, Timothy Thatcher gets a little shine early. Ridge Holland gets a little bit of heat. Timothy Thatcher makes the shortest comeback on the planet. They don't even trade near falls. He makes a short comeback. He gets cut off and slammed and pinned clean in the middle of the ring. It was like a developmental-style match with a guy who... Uh, Timothy Thatcher should not be in developmental. And the whole show was like that. It was all about getting over uh, new names, even though some of these new names, like, you know, they've been around for a while. Or I mean, like, Boa should be kind of a new name, but... You know, he got beaten by Zion Quinn. You guys ever heard of Zion Quinn? I haven't. Wait. Well, he, he to... showed up and he beat Boa. And you know what? He's big. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. They had the finals of the breakthrough. Wasn't Boa in the original breakthrough? with, with The Leo breakout Rush? tournament, Mike. Breakout Mike. tournament, whatever the hell it's called, whatever. But how long ago was that? It was a while ago. So he's but been yes. there a long time. And that's like a lot of the people they have. They're there for a long time. And you see some of the names that they've released, and you look at a guy like Boa, and no offense to Boa, and I know they want to expand into China, all that sort of stuff. But it's like, are you going to get enough out of this person? Can you see this person on the main roster in a in a you know, in an important way, in a in a way that's gonna make a difference, make great matches, make great segments? I mean, that's that's the baffling part about the people that we're probably going to be seeing in NXT that they swear are going to be the future with some of the names that they've cut. So it just blows my mind. The show is, is I mean, there was a good main event with Legato Del Fantasma and Hit Row because they've been, they've been building it up for a while. But in general, the show is now about teaching these developmental guys how to work. And not how to work the uh, fast-paced, boom, 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 indie style, and the old NXT style. It's about teaching everybody it's time to start working the main event, main roster style. Slower matches, simple matches, idiot-proof, the whole nine yards. 
uh, big dudes going over Such dudes who aren't so big. I know Such people garbage. are. I know people are stunned that Odyssey Jones lost, but here's the deal: if you guys have ever watched the breakout tournament before, I mean, the other guys in the breakout tournament usually go further than the winner. So it doesn't matter who wins if you're in the tournament, like you're in the tournament. And Carmelo Hayes, he's not as big as Odyssey Jones, but he's a he's a fairly big dude with a good physique. And clearly, they look at him and they think this guy could do something on the main roster. So that's why he won. And again, it doesn't matter because if you were in the breakout tournament, you're you're gonna be pushed. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly is feuding with Duke Hudson now. Duke Hudson will be feuding with Kyle O'Reilly. Anyway, back in a moment, everybody. Observer Live. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke, and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke, and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. 
If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper Vivi, also of the Wrestling, the Wrestling Observer.com. Right, let's talk about Dynamite here. I'm going to go through this quick, then we can talk more about any specific things that Mike wants to discuss. This was a week show coming off the debut of CM Punk. And I'm going to talk more about that after I go over everything, because there's a, there's a point I want to make about this and all out. But first off, Orange Cassidy beat Matt Hardy. The match, literally the first thing after the debut of CM Punk on Rampage was comedy. And the comedy's fun, and their audience likes the comedy, but to me, you might be tuning in for the first time, and the first thing you see is slow-motion kicks. I would not have done this in this segment. I would have opened this show with a hot match, boom, Lucha Brothers, whatever. I didn't think this was a a, a good opener coming off the Punk deal. It ended up being a good match. Although Orange Cassidy did uh, do a head cross right on a poor Matt Hardy's face, and, and his face just exploded with blood everywhere. And he won with the hands in the pockets cradle. Jericho and MJF did a segment, which uh, is leading to a match at All Out, where Chris Jericho has put his career on the line. They are doing one more match. If Jericho loses, he will never wrestle in AEW again. He'll do commentary. He... Said he'll do Rampage, maybe even Dynamite, but I will never wrestle again. MGF gave him the match because tapping out Jericho is cool, but ending Chris Jericho would be legendary. So they will be wrestling on All Out. Lucha Brothers beat Varsity Blondes to uh, go on in the tournament. Match was, it was all right. There were a couple of, of spots that were a little... Uh, not the greatest, although we'll talk about another match later where we took that up to a 10. But the uh, Penton Phoenix won, so they will be facing the Jurassic Express on Friday's show. Jamie Hader and Red Velvet. Holy smokes! Red Velvet is green. It's just a fact. Not burying her, but she's green. And I, I had people arguing with me that she was not green because she'd had some good matches in the past. But I'm telling you, she's green, okay? And they botched a spot. And once they botched the spot, like, her confidence was gone. And they botched one spot after another. And the match fell off a cliff. And finally, Jamie Hader just grabs her and gives her a choke breaker and lariats her and pins her. Holy smokes, this match. We had a CM Punk promo where he came out and put over Darby Allen, put over all of the young stars, says he needs to prove that he can still go by taking on Darby Allen. Said Darby would have been my, my favorite wrestler when I was 15 years old. Fans did a yes chant, and he told them, you've got to be patient. So it, this also is no secret that Brian Danielson is on his way to AEW. 
Miro called out Eddie Kingston. We had Moxley, Kingston, and Darby versus the Wingmen. Match was fun, but I was watching going, the Wingmen. Let's get like a, we need a marquee match here on this show. And it was a fun match, as I noted, and uh, Darby Allen got the big win with the coffin drop. But then Daniel Garcia comes out, he just beats up Darby Allen. And I know Darby's going to get his win back, but bro, Darby Allen versus CM Punk, I would not have laid out Darby Allen on this particular show right here. I would be keeping uh, Darby Allen as strong as humanly possible leading into this match with, with CM Punk. We have uh, Dax Harwood doing a promo saying that Cash Wheeler has nerve damage. They're teasing it is the end of Cash Wheeler's career, but he's going to do one more match. And it will be FTR versus Santana Ortiz next week here on this show. Best thing on the show, a Kenny Omega promo with Don Callis and Cutler and Nakazawa where Christian came out and he went back and forth. With Don, Don Callis is like, he's the greatest. A despicable, carny, I can't even say the rest. A horrible person, but he's great at this job. And he cut a promo. And did a lot of, of teases about uh, Christian being second best as compared to Edge. And according to Gangrel, I am not making this up, Gangrel claims that he was supposed to be in this segment but then after they did the brood stuff on on uh, SmackDown and SummerSlam, it was like, ah, it'd be too much. So they canceled his appearance. That's what he said. John Moxley announced that he will be facing Kojima coming up at All Out. They put over Kojima big but promised to publicly execute him. We had a, a segment straight out of Raw. QT Marshall, Nick Camarado, and Aaron Solo versus Billy Gunn, Austin Gunn, and Colton Gunn. Uh, Paul White's doing commentary. It's Paul White and QT at the pay-per-view. QT is distracted by Paul White on commentary, and QT is pinned. I guess we all know what's going to happen, but again, I don't like WWE booking on my on my AEW shows. If you do, that's cool. I see too much of it. If you're one of those fans that doesn't watch Raw, this probably doesn't bother you at all. I watch Raw, so it bothers me. Dan Lambert, he is now the the manager of Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. This guy is out of this world. I can't even do justice to his promo, so I'm not gonna. But it was it was fantastic. And then we had uh, Malachi Black beating Brock Anderson. Y'all knew it was gonna happen. It happened exactly as you would think. Afterwards, Arn Anderson got in the ring. And uh, I thought it was very clever what they did. Arn Anderson squares off with, with Malachi Black. Black goes for his finish, and Arn blocks it. The fans are like, oh! And so this despicable Malachi Black, he should be managed by Don Callis, a despicable duo. He boots Arn Anderson in the nuts, and then he kicks him and pin or He didn't pin him, but he kicked him and left him for dead. And uh, got a lot of heat, which is good, because people were not booing Malachi Black. So I thought it was clever the way that they did this. So anyway, that was the uh, that was the show. Uh, Mike, your thoughts, and then I'll uh, go into a couple details. Yeah, you can keep Malachi Black as far away from that Manitoba moose merchant as possible. He absolutely needs no one. He is fine just coming out there and killing people on his own. It's fantastic. That worked great. 
not really a whole lot to add because it's pretty much what everybody has said. It is a it was a show where I think they wanted to take a little bit of air. Yes, CM Punk was going to be there, but you still got two weeks to lead into Labor Day. So and a lot of big shows coming up and a lot of things going on. So I think, yeah, they did want to kind of deflate the balloon a little bit. But I think maybe match quality wise, especially with 2.0 being out of that match. And that's what put the wingmen in. And I think if that match would have been 2.0 and Garcia against them, would it have been a little bit different? Would it have been laid out different? Yeah, again, I, I don't know. Probably it still would have ended with Darby getting choked out if they wanted to do a singles match leading into, but whatever. Again, again, that doesn't really matter. Bottom line is, is whatever the matches lacked, the interviews made up for, like Dan Lambert, like, I mean, Malachi Black's little one in the opening. I mean, they everything they needed to do, Jericho and MJF, all of their big stuff, move forward and came across well and yeah the match quality uh, whatever okay fine it wasn't the greatest show in the world but all the most important stuff moved forward i don't think it insulted anybody i i don't think there's a, a fear of people not coming back next week and it drops to seven hundred and fifty thousand people i don't think we're going to see the show plummeting off a cliff when we get the ratings that you know from the beginning to the end it just uh people tuned out because it was so bad of a show I don't think any of that at all, and I think a little bit probably is getting too much is being made of the fact that it was a a, a kind of mediocre show, I guess. Whatever, who cares? It's just it wasn't a bad show at all, but you know, I guess it was something for everybody to talk about, and you know, because everybody fantasy booked, I guess, this show with Punk and how everybody was going to feel about, it. and you're hearing a lot of this wouldn't, you know, what wouldn't I was going to do? I would have did this, I would have did that. Bottom line is, it was still a good show. Again, match quality wise aside. It's a good show that moved everything forward, so nothing to really complain about here. There's a check in the mail or something? It wasn't a horrible show. It Thanks wasn't a bad show, but it was a weak show. And uh, I want to I want to talk about something, but I'm going to wait till after the break because I don't want to be cut off by the break. So I will talk about the Jericho Cruise, Mike Sempervivi. No. Why? Why? Because there's news. So uh, the announcement today was that five AEW talent have been announced for the uh, the Jericho Cruise this year. Those include Britt Baker, Orange Cassidy, Frankie Kazarian, Chris Daniels, and Colt Cabana. Now what's happening is, last year, they aired Dynamite from the Jericho Cruise. And they announced that next year on the Jericho Cruise, this was two years ago, actually. Next year on the Jericho Cruise, they were going to do the six-man tie. They had a whole bunch of stuff that they were planning. Well, plans change uh, in the world. We had a global pandemic, and everything got all, all whatever. So this year, the, the Jericho Cruise takes off on Thursday, October 21, and comes back on Monday, October 25. So they also have a live uh, dynamite on Saturday, October 23rd. The reason for that is the show is being moved on the 16th and the 23rd due to a scheduling conflict with the NHL on TNT. So if you want to know why they're moving to TBS, uh, all of the properties are moving to TBS, it's these preemptions. So anyway, because of that, the Jericho Cruise and... Dynamite are going head-to-head. So they are splitting the cruise, half on the cruise, 
maybe not half, but some on the cruise and the rest will be around for Dynamite. So more on this after the break. Observer Live. The Staples Connect has everything for back to school at amazing prices. Right now, Staples Comp Books, two-pocket poly folders, 24-pack Crayola crayons, and eight-pack Pepper Alley number two pencils are just 50 cents each. So your student won't just be ready for school. They'll be first day of school pop quiz ready. It's showtime. Visit your local Staples store or staples.com slash back to school today and get more than ready for school with amazing prices for everything on your list. Ends 918, limit 30, prices may vary online. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Microban 24 protects against Staphylococcus aureus and Enterobacter aerogenes bacteria, but does not provide 24-hour protection against viruses. Every time you touch a surface, you leave behind bacteria. Use Microban 24 sanitizing spray to keep surfaces sanitized all day. Spray on hard surfaces to kill 99.9% of bacteria and viruses initially, including the virus that causes COVID-19. Microban 24 keeps killing bacteria for 24 hours, touch after touch. When used as directed, Microban 24, touch after touch, it doesn't give up. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Elvers here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi. Mike has one thing he wants to say that I'm going to get going. Yeah, it's going to be not a long thing here, but it'll be uh, significant. Look, Thursday morning quarterback is what we do here, a Thursday afternoon quarterback. It's what everybody does after a show, and it's okay to say, hey, I wouldn't have did this, I wouldn't have did that. But it's like when you look at the lineup for that show last night, 
it's not like it was complete poo. <laughs> now, there are, are angles I would not have booked and that I'm, I wouldn't be worried about, like, Paul White and QT Marshall, but, like, I, they booked it, so you've got to push it. And I'm going to assume, by the way, this is going to end with, with a go-go coming back to knock out Big Show. It's got to, the way this whole thing is gone. But regardless, Orange Cassidy... And your point last night about Orange being placed on the show, and I agree with that. But if you look at Orange Cassidy as a a ratings draw and a really significant talent that people like, to be honest, he should be able to be anywhere on the card. And having him against Matt Hardy to, as the show opener, on paper, I didn't think it was the worst idea in the world. I understand your point of view, but I didn't think it was the worst idea in the world. Malachi Black's promo, Chris Jericho and MJF's promo was good. Lucha Brothers against the Varsity Blondes. Yeah, that was a little bit of a style clash, but when you look at the Varsity Blondes, how long have they been doing this? How often have they worked with guys like the Lucha Brothers where you have to work a Lucha Brothers match when you're in there with them? So, you know, again, most of the stuff that they did, Jamie Hayter, Red Velvet, obviously, that fell off a cliff, but it's not like anybody was predicting doom about that match like we do with Eva Marie matches, so... CM Punk, 2.0 being out of that match, yeah, that hurt. But the Kenny Omega promo and the deal with Christian was great. Uh, Moxley's promo on Kojima was a little bit over the top, but that was great. Dan Lambert was ridiculously incredible, and now we have a reason that that Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, because probably people didn't know, a lot of people didn't know about their backgrounds, now it makes sense of why they're together and why Dan Lambert was out there last week and why they attacked. So... I get what people are saying about the fact that it, when it ended up coming to pass, that the show was not as dynamic. But I think how it was laid out and some of the ideas that they had, I don't think this was a people go, well, I wouldn't have did that. It's like, well, I mean, are you great the other 51 weeks of the year? Listen, I let me get to my point. Getting, then. This one's getting buried a little bit too much. Let me get so to my now point. Now you Listen, have 12 minutes to if, get to your if point. You, I don't want to do 12 minutes. I'm just going to make my point here. If you want to do if you want to do this show in 3 weeks whatever, okay? My whole point is this. Look at the Rampage rating on Friday night. The Rampage rating on Friday night at one point during the CM Punk segment there were 1.4 million viewers watching a Rampage on Friday night at 10 o'clock on TNT. Huge number. They had a ton of people that don't normally watch AEW that tuned in. Therefore, my issue with the show, it wasn't a horrible show, but we know a few things about AEW, and that is these AEW viewers, they get Orange Cassidy. They understand this Orange Cassidy gimmick. I like Orange Cassidy. I love Orange Cassidy's gimmick. I don't have a problem with Orange Cassidy, but the very first thing on the show should not have been Orange Cassidy with his hands in his pockets. And Matt Hardy standing there and doing the slow motion kicks. If you have never watched AEW and you started watching because of CM Punk, and you've heard all the stuff, the criticism of AEW, and that's the first thing that you see when you tune in, I think that's a mistake. I liked the match. If you would have said, this match is going on at 9.45, and right when Orange Cassidy is coming to the ring, you go, CM Punk is coming up next. Great! People are going to sit through the slow kicks or whatever to see the match get going, and then they'll see CM Punk. The Friday match, and this is the whole key that I wanted to get to, the Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy versus uh, Lucha Bros match. I won't spoil it for you, but everybody who has seen this match has stated this match is out of this world. 
That is the kind of match that I would have opened this Dynamite with. Because the fact of the matter is, if you break down the quarter-hour ratings for any AEW show, the things that draw viewers are the big-time superstar names like a Chris Jericho, a John Moxley, or great in-ring wrestling matches. That's what this audience tunes in for. If you look at the card for last night, there were no great in-ring matches on paper, nor in reality. I believe that you should have had at least an opener like that. And then if you want to showcase all the different names because you think you've got a new audience and they're going to stick around for punk, that's all fine. We didn't get any of that last night. Now, I did learn from Monday, this show may very well do 1.3 million viewers. I'm not saying this show is going to do 650,000 viewers or anything like that. This show may be huge because everyone tuned in to see CM Punk. I just feel that they should have had more of a dynamite dynamite for all of those people that are tuning in for the very first time. Now, the whole point that I wanted to make about this show, Rampage, All Out, I heard a lot of people complaining about the All Out lineup. Oh, it's not a very strong lineup. I'm not thrilled with what they're doing with All Out. Here's the deal. This also goes for the people that are upset about certain matches that they're they're building up. All Out, obviously they want to do a big number. That's why CM Punk's first ever match since coming back, his first ever match in AEW is on the pay-per-view. However, you need to look both short-term and long-term. Do you know what's going to keep this company alive? This TV deal and their next TV deal. Not how they do on pay-per-view. Obviously, they would like to do 100,000 buys every pay-per-view. They'd like to do 200,000 buys every pay-per-view. But the priority for AEW and for WWE is not these pay-per-views. The priority is television. Because when these deals come come due, they're going to want to be doing a $500, uh, $500 million television deal. WWE obviously had the $1.2 billion television deal. That is the priority. So if you're upset about All Out, I'm not saying you should not be upset. If you don't like the card for All Out, don't buy All Out. If you don't want to watch the show, that's fine. It's whatever. It's up to you. However, let's think about what's taking place prior to All Out. Rampage debuting. They need to focus on Friday night. They need to build the Friday night audience. They also have Arthur Ashe Stadium coming up. If you want to look at the other cities that they are booking, let's think about what happened with Britt Baker in, in Pittsburgh. Take a look at the other shows that they're running, what cities they are in, their proximity to All Out. There are going to be things coming up that they are saving for television because their concern right now is television more than it is any particular pay-per-view. So if you think that All Out is weak, if you're thinking that there was a match on there that you wanted to see, you may be getting that match not on All Out. It might be on a Rampage show. It might be on a stadium show. Perhaps it will be on the next pay-per-view. But they are serving many masters, and it is not the number one be-all and end-all pay-per-view being the master anymore. We've moved on from that. TV is the priority. So that's why the Lucha Brothers match, it's on Rampage. It's not on Dynamite. 
That's why you're going to see certain matches you want to see not on All Out. They will be on TV after All Out. You may see a big debut not at All Out. They have to serve all of these matches. And so what happened is we had a weak dynamite this week. But I'm sure in Tony Khan's mind, it doesn't matter this week. We're building up the pay-per-view. We're building up Rampage. And it's going to do well because it's the first ever match with CM, or the first ever appearance on Dynamite of CM Punk. So it's not the end of the world. But it's not the end of the world to say it wasn't a very strong episode of Dynamite. I think all of these things are fair. What else we got going on, boss? Let's see what these people are saying in the Twitch. Fair, says Animosity876. Well, I have someone whose name is Animosity telling me I'm fair. Well, I presume I am fair. You're not. Spot on, says Eddie. Well. Hmm. Don't make fun of Eddie. I'm not making fun of Eddie. Eddie's a very... Uh... Good man. Dagan's also a good man. Yeah, he Started is. up his own Twitch thing going on. I was on that thing last night. Spoke only good words about you, Brian. Really? Thank you. All right, let's look at some of the uh, feedback here. Don Callis, this person says, is the greatest. I absolutely adore Don Callis. He is the absolute best. His segment last night was the most what? funny stuff I've seen in a long time. Pink suit with pink scarf adds the extra, I don't know if I can say this word, to his character. Oh, my God. Signed Don Callis. That's what that did. He email that to you. Did Kenny email that to you? My God. I, I actually I uh, actually can tell you 100 percent. It wasn't Don Callis. Uh, Don to Don's wife. Like, who was it? Oh, he, this person has been he's been texting us for like 15 years. Okay, listen. So, yes, I uh, I got another apology for everybody. This person says, I love you. I mean this in the nice way possible. Could you be more careful with the Rampage spoilers? Bro, listen. Everybody makes oh, mistakes, okay? There is nobody that gives more spoiler come warnings on. than I do. I messed up one time with the Jurassic Express and the Lucha Brothers match. I'm sorry, but it was one time. I'm, I'm, I work very hard to not do spoilers when I'm in charge of the show. It happened one Don't time. Don't listen I to daily shows talking about events that happen in real time. I, I, I just, ah, uh, I'm driven nuts about this. This is. I like actually should have given all the spoilers to boost their numbers since we've learned. This is like the spoiler thing with WWE. Who cares? Who cares? Now, some people do care. Well, you hey, know if you what? care, that's then, fine. Then, you know I'm, I'm sorry I did it. I apologize. Job, then do a better job shielding yourself from that. If you're going online where a place like Twitter or Instagram or wherever where people are just going to, to shoot off whatever they want to, there's probably going to be a pretty good chance you're going to see something that you don't want to see. No matter what it is, let alone wrestling spoilers, especially if all of the people that you follow are wrestling fans. Especially if the shows you listen to are wrestling shows where they talk about news. It's not just fantasy booking for something like that. This At this point in 2021... Much like movies and TV shows, you, the onus is on you, you, the person listening to this, the person viewing this, it is on you 
to stay unspoiled. It is not on us doing a show to to do that. Okay, we try to be careful with it sometimes, but it's completely ridiculous. It absolutely is ridiculous, and frankly, it's one of the things now with Japanese wrestling that used to be a big thing with that. That has pretty much subsided and gone away. Thankfully, that's the case because it's completely ridiculous to be upset with somebody else because you heard the results of a match and, oh my God, it's ruined it for you. Again, this is like WWE and NXT. If it's so good, wouldn't you want people to hear about it? And regardless of whether people hear about the result or not, if they want to see it, they're going to see it. Listen, this is my thoughts on spoilers, all right? Some people really don't want to be spoiled, but they would like to listen to their daily wrestling show, okay? And so I will go out of my way to alert you if I'm going to spoil something. However, and this is very important, if you do not want to be spoiled, I would recommend that you do not listen to Wrestling Observer Radio with myself and Dave. Because Dave has a very different view of this than I do. His view is closer to Mike's, okay? He will just blurt out spoilers because to Dave it is news. It is not a spoiler. And so on this show, you know, I will do my best to always give a spoiler warning. I will give my best to do a spoiler warning on Observer Radio. But when Dave is doing the show, it's the Wild West, bro. So, like, I'm just telling you. Am I wrong? Malachi Black for the rest of the show. Done with it. Done. Back in a moment, everybody. Observer Live. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086-800-918-4086-800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. 
That's 800-493-6118. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. I want to address this question here someone has. It says, in my opinion, the main reason for the CM Punk segment last night, besides the popper rating, was to drop the hint of Daniel Bryan coming to AEW. Punk set up the crowd to chant yes when he was asking if he was still the best. Seems to be their strategy for these big secret, not-so-secret debuts. Do you think it was intentionally done? Actually, I do not, and I will tell you why. You ever listen to a CM Punk promo? He's fantastic. He's very good at this talking thing. Mm-hmm. When these fans started chanting yes, he paused and he got that look on his face like the wheels were turning. And he did not, he stumbled over his words for that line right there, which tells me that that was not a line that he had planned. Because I would think that if that was, if the entire point of the promo was that one hint, he would not have stumbled over his words. So I think that he heard them chanting something, and he decided to give them an Easter egg, yeah. which most of them knew about anyway. Hey, look, and he's he's a pro. Go. I bet you he's got a you know a bunch of three by five cards or a Rolodex in his head of lines, you know, in case you know, like a comic, like a lot of people. How do you react if somebody's going to say something? If he would have said that line and they just all cheered and not said yes, then he would have moved on to something else. It was just taking something that you were given and making some hay out of it, which, again, you're able to do in almost every other place on the planet besides WWE. But even in WWE, a guy like him was able to pull that off. We're out of time, everybody. I want to thank you all for listening here today. We'll be back tomorrow with more at Brian Elvers on Twitter for the Dynamite ratings. Those will be interesting to talk about. And a lot more tonight. Brian and Vinny show as well. Video.f4wonline.com, WrestlingObserver.com, only for subscribers. We'll be talking dynamite in detail. Back in a moment, meaning 12 hours from now, Wrestling Observer (laughs) Live.